This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're asking, should we trust the UFO Mafia. That's correct. Should we trust the UFO Mafia? Now, by UFO Mafia, I mean these celebrities, these former, current deep staters that keep popping up in the news constantly. They keep popping up at these UFO conferences. They're online on doing YouTube interviews. And some of them are making a lot of money, from what I can tell. Now, some people will say that there is no UFO Mafia, just the same way some people said there was no Mafia back in the 1920s and 30s before it became pretty apparent that there was a mafia and some people will say the same thing that you know they say in the movie about fight club the first rule of fight club don't talk about fight club well the first rule of the ufo mafia don't talk about ufo mafia it's a strange social situation that we have going on here and it's bothersome to me because i see these people looking being looked to as figures of authority and of expertise and they're just kind of taking over the whole discussion about the ufo phenomena it's the opposite of crowdsourcing uh, UFO truth. It's the opposite of just average, everyday people coming together, posting videos on YouTube or Twitter or wherever, and having a group discussion about it. Because really, what can we know about these things other than what we see? So what I want to look at today is <clears throat> one of the leading members, I believe, of the UFO Mafia, and that's Christopher Mellon. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about the guy. I'm not suggesting that he did anything illegal. I'm just saying, wow, this is strange to me, and this is a way of uh, following the UFO phenomena, of looking it up, of, of examining it, but it's not, it's not the way that I think we should be doing it. It's a centralized version, of a top-down version, where these UFO celebrities, this UFO mafia, tells us what's going on, how they're uh, going to bring us disclosure, and how we can just need to sit there like sheep and, and eat what we're given. Now, the, we're going to look at two articles. The first article I want to look at is one that Christopher, Christopher Mellon just came out with, it looks like uh, today, actually, in Politico. And then I want to look at an interview he did like three years ago where he talks about uh, that infamous, uh, was the Tic Tac video that, that was passed off in the Pentagon parking lot, I believe. Strange stuff. Now, the first article comes to us from Politico.com. It says, the government has UFO crash materials. It's time to reveal them. The benefits to humanity outweigh the fear of discovering we're not alone in the universe. Well, first off, this UFO metamaterial probably does exist somewhere. If they ever figure out how the stuff works, there could be benefits. Everything from the cure to cancer to, I don't know, computer tech like we've never known before. There could also be uh, some terrible things that happen. I mean, look at Nolan's work. 25% of the 125 people that handled the stuff or were near ended up dead. You could find out it's toxic at some level. You could find out that uh, you could use the, the technology in this UFO minute material to build the world's smallest atomic bomb, which ends up in the destruction of you know mankind. There's all kinds of, I mean, where there's good, there's bad. It's a double-edged sword, first off. All right, so the article is written by Christopher Mellon. It comes out June 3rd, 2023, this morning, actually. Here's a bio they give for him. This is great. Christopher Mellon is a private equity investor. It's number one. 
Now, I don't know if he's related to, to the Mellon Banking or not. I don't know. It seems like there might be a connection. A research affiliate with Harvard University's Galileo Project. It's always Harvard, man. And a senior advisor to Americans for Safe Aerospace. That's the little company we just talked about yesterday. He is a former minority staff director of the Senate Intelligence Community and former deputy assistant director of Defense for Intelligence. I'm telling you, this guy is connected to the deep state seven ways to Sunday. He starts off, he says, Since 2017, my life has been dominated by efforts to help Congress and the public discover the truth about unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, what many still refer to as UFOs, right out of the gate. He's, that's your appeal to authority. We're not going to call them UFOs anymore. I'm going to take control of the verbiage. I'll tell you what they are. Remember, though, now they're calling them not unidentified aerial phenomena, but unidentified anomalous phenomena. It never stops. He says, I've lost count of the number of cities visited, meetings attended, books read, articles read, media appearances, and hours spent on the phone. At the outset, my goal was simply to help our government overcome a glaring intelligence failure. UAP were routinely violating restricted airspace, but these encounters documented on cockpit videos weren't being reported up the military chain of command because of the stigma surrounding this issue. I question that. Remember the one that happened out there off the coast of San Diego when they said the the men in black showed up on a helicopter and took everything off of that aircraft carrier? I question that. It wasn't clear if these bizarre craft were Russian, Chinese, extraterrestrial, or some combination of the above. But it seemed unacceptable and outrageous that no effort was being made by the intelligence community to alert policymakers or undertake an investigation. There we go, clouding the waters with Russia and China again. More nonsense. Working closely with former Pentagon official Louis Elizondo, imagine that, and later a group of U.S. Navy aviators, we quickly captured the attention of Congress. We managed to convince them the phenomena were real and America needed to take action to determine the capabilities of these craft and the identity and intentions of their operators. Yeah, because nobody in Congress really cared about UFOs before you guys showed up, right? To my surprise and delight, in 2020, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence SSCI adopted my proposal to seek an official report on UAP from the intelligence community. The resulting preliminary assessment arrived in June of 2021. Although it was wildly incomplete, it did identify 144 UAP encounters since 2004, a figure which has since jumped to over 800 military UAP encounters by early 2023. Spurred by growing evidence of the problem, Congress took additional steps establishing the All-Domain Anomaly Research Office. This is a shell game is what I call this. But despite breakthroughs in government transparencies about these sightings, there's one thing the Pentagon and the intelligence community have so far not addressed, and that is whether they have had any direct contact with these objects. There are persistent rumors that the U.S. government recovered crash materials from UAP and even the government has been working secretly to reverse engineer the technology. Remember we talked about here a while back how John Greenwald had, had gotten the, uh, that, that uh, document through the FOIA request about a UFO recovery, I believe it was in Korea, and 70 years ago, and it was blacked out. 70 years ago, blacked out. Look. Didn't they didn't they say that Tom DeLong's company, this is Christopher Mellon's 
what former employee associate whatever didn't he get a contract with the government to try to reverse engineer uh, ufo material he claimed he had in order to develop camouflaging for tanks we talked about that in the podcast so the idea that the government hasn't been trying to reverse engineer something uh yeah yeah they have pretty much admitted to it aaro is charged with reviewing all non-disclosure agreements pertaining to uap evaluating all historical uap intelligence documents and extending protections to anyone who has signed an official u.s protection secrecy agreement related to uap thereby allowing them to come forward without fear of prosecution okay this is more double speak remember these guys are signing these, these disclosures they can't talk even this travis taylor they sign these uh, secrecy oaths so that if they do talk about it they'll end up you know in prison even uh, nick pope i believe has talked about having to sign a secrecy oath so how can i trust a guy to talk about a subject that he and i both know he signed documents saying that he can't disclose what he's worked on and he can't talk about what he knows he can tell us some things but not others we, we could never have a full discussion even Mellon work for the intelligence agencies so I can't sit there I, I heard DeLong say in an interview that Louis Elizondo has to go in like every three months or something and take a a, 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 a I guess you'd say lie detector test and I know that's not the correct word just make sure that he hasn't disclosed anything that he signed off on saying wouldn't talk about I don't need to talk to these guys about anything because they can't tell me anything and all arrow AARO does. It just sets up this, as far as I can see, this sham operation. They're not gonna, they're not gonna release anybody. What did, what did uh, the guy from uh, Wyoming or whatever they had? Remember that they had the, uh, the UFO show up at the nuclear base. Was Alice or Ailes? He said they called him on the phone. The first thing they said was, "Don't tell us the names of anybody else that was there." Well, that's not an investigation. That's just a, that's just a gloss over. They're not doing anything. All right, it says, in one stroke, then this new office could resolve one of the greatest government conspiracy theories and most proud, profound scientific questions of all time. Are we alone in the universe? Now, he's made a real big jump there. He's assuming these things are extraterrestrial, not interdimensional. He's assuming that one little office with one guy in it is going to change the entire Pentagon with, I don't know, what, hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people working there? Come on. And then he says, it's time they did. Since AARO was established, I have referred four witnesses to them who claim to have knowledge of a secret U.S. government program involving the analysis and exploitation of materials recovered from what from off-world craft. Other sources who, rightly or wrongly, do not trust AARO's leadership have also contacted me with additional details and information about an alleged secret U.S. US government reverse engineering program. Some have supplied information to the intelligence community's inspector general others directly to staff of congressional oversight committees as this process was progressed and the credibility of these claims has grown so too have many concerns what if i'm helping to pry open a genuine pandora's box releasing information that might prove destructive destabilizing for many simply terrifying i've repeatedly had to ask myself is disclosure in the best interest of the public am i doing the right thing working to bring what could be America's most deeply buried secret to light. Look, as long as you're not giving away the secrets of how the material was reverse engineered, you're not doing anything. People can either choose to deal with the reality of these things or not choose to deal with the reality of them. If people 
are, are provided with the evidence or somehow convinced that the, our government intelligence agencies have access to this material and they are currently uh, trying to see how they can manipulate and and reprocess or or you know uh, copy this material in some way if people really stop and think about the power that that would give those people maybe they would take a little more time at the ballot box before they voted for politicians who are compromised incompetent or crooked because do you really want psychopaths and sociopaths having sole access to this material to do with as they please not me the most refreshingly clear guidance i have received from the senator christopher gilderbrand new york who is chair of the senate armed service emerging threats and capabilities subcommittee and member of senate select committee on intelligence when the opportunity presented itself during a meeting in the senate i asked you've launched an investigation that would prove aliens are visiting earth what if the answer proves to be yes? Would you support sharing that information with the American people? After all, AARO is not required to share its findings with the public, only Congress. Without hesitating, she replied, of course, why not? I thought it was a great answer because I've always believed the public has a right to know the truth. However, after much reflection, I've also concluded the public needs to know the truth. I say this for the following reason. Well, listen, Gilderbrand's not going to tell you because what did Kennedy say? They, it, it, Rubio, those guys, they all went into that closed-door meeting after the UFOs were shot down over uh, Alaska, Yukon, and Lake Huron. And what did Kennedy say? Lock your doors? Lock your windows? Come on. These congressmen, they've got, they've got so much stuff on these guys. And even the best of the best has got to have a kid somewhere that's done something, got to have a cousin they care about. I can't imagine that any of these guys aren't compromised at some level that if they threaten to, or if they threaten to kill their family, say, you know, I mean, they can tell us so much, but you can't, and you can't be too hard on these guys because what are they supposed to do? Look, you need to just look up in the sky yourself and make up your own mind. It says democracy requires transparency. He talks about that a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we own any discovery, any recovered materials belong to the American people. Yeah, we know how that works, don't we? Uh, we can handle it. I don't know about that. I used to think we could. And then I saw a little thing like COVID come along. They would take a person into the doctor's office or their roadside stand. They'd put a Q-tip in their nose. They'd dab that nose into a Petri dish. And then they would test for one thing, the COVID virus. And they would amplify that thing one trillion times. Okay, one trillion. So guess what, man? You're coming back with COVID positive for things like papaya, you know, uh, deer out in the timber. You're multiplying it by a trillion. They induced mass panic. Uh, we know that there have been hundreds of billions, maybe a trillion dollars spent. We don't know. Countless, countless heaps of money stolen. People gave up their rights. People were putting on a mask that has a 10 micron hole in it to protect from a virus that's one micron across. So I saw what happened when people completely freaked out by what was either probably a really bad case of the flu or some kind of a pneumonia virus. You can check out John Collins' work on this. So, and I and I am sorry to anybody who lost family. I lost people that I cared about, okay? But that's what happens when you get pneumonia and you don't treat it with an antibiotic and you let it settle into your lungs and then you put somebody on a ventilator and turn it on high. It kills them. 
And so we can see what happens when the deep state wants to induce panic. And what I just said here on Spotify would have got me kicked off of uh, YouTube, probably banned for life. So that tells you the state we live in where you can't even, you can't even um, forward an alternate uh, interpretation. And people will probably will, will quit subbing to this podcast because of what I just said. Honestly, I don't care. I lost a lot of viewers the last time. I'm not going to sit here and lie to people. I'm not going to sit here and use somebody's back for a urinal and tell them that it's raining outside. A lot of people would be ready for it. A lot of people would just freak out and go nuts. Very few people would say, let's look at this thing intelligently. Let's uh, analyze it with some critical thinking skills. And let's decide if these things are a threat or not first. Let's have a conversation about it. Most likely, you'd have a lockdown. That's what I would tell you. Most likely, you're going to be spending the next three years in your house if they come out and tell you this. Because the government is never going to let a good crisis go to waste. Sociopathic personalities are never going to pass up the opportunity to have control over you. Remember, the sociopathic personality, they have a mind that has the thoughts are scattered. They're out of control. So they, they try to exert control over other people in order to uh, compensate for the lack of control they have within their own mind. It's very dangerous. Ultimate, the ultimate control being to kill someone. People say all the time, well, why do you think they put fluoride in our water if they know that harms people? And they know that that fluoride comes out of the smokestacks of, phos of phosphate plants in Florida. They would never do that to hurt us. Well, you can watch videos of them making it. I don't know. But at some level, they want to hurt people. Okay, Not everybody in government's that way. But any position of power, whether it's a politician or a police officer or a school teacher or a daycare worker, is going to attract a certain uh, percentage of people who are mentally uh, very unhinged. And they go to those positions because those are positions where they can exert control over people. That's why we need to have very uh, rigid uh, rules put in place to prevent people who are in that dangerous state of mind from being in those kinds of positions. You want a compassionate person working in the nursing home where your mom or dad or grandpa or grandma's at. You don't want a sociopath or a psychopath in there that likes to hurt people. You want a good person taking care of your kids. You want a kind person, you know, working in all these social services that are there to give services to you know, poor people or indigent people or, or disabled people. You don't want control freaks in those, situ in those positions, just like in our government. We want thoughtful people. We want people who can exercise critical thinking skills. I don't want someone that's going to panic because the deep state tells him that we're about to be hit by an asteroid or the aliens have shown up or that there's a dangerous virus that's going to kill everybody. I want somebody who doesn't panic. That's the key word. You're not making good decisions when you're in a state of panic, whether that's you're panicked over a, over a uh, pneumonia virus, real or imagined, or panicked over aliens, real or imagined. And you can see the narrative that's being set up here. They're setting us up. This UFO mafia is setting us up. They're setting us up as the people who have all this secret knowledge. And they're trying to decide whether or not we're ready to hear it. Okay? Do you see Do you see this mechanism that they're setting up? It can be very dangerous. You have to use your own critical thinking skills. You have to not panic. 
It goes on, it says, we don't control UAP. Commercial satellite imagery is becoming ubiquitous and algorithms are already being written to identify UAP from space. As more powerful, dedicated sensors are deployed to collect UAP data, it is only a matter of time before more compelling UAP imagery and data emerges. Look, what did we tell you about that 360 company? Uh, it was a bunch of guys here in the States that started it. Uh, they, some of them were connected to the intelligence community, it said, and suddenly the project's done. Now they're trying to restart it in Europe. All of this internet information, everything that you do on the internet goes through just a couple channels at, at key points of the country. I think one of them's out there near D.C. Big cables in a room, in a server room. So they have choke points on all these communications. If there's a picture of a UFO taken from one of these AI cameras and they want it gone, it will be gone, believe me. Goes on, it says, for example, the March 1950 incident in which dozens of UAP flew over from New Mexico in broad daylight, the famous flyover of Washington, D.C. on successive weekends in 1952, Brazil, 1986, the Phoenix Lights, 1997, O'Hare Airport, 2006. Yeah, every one of these things, they can compartmentalize, they can compartmentalize them and deny them. It says disclosure is only a matter of time. Well, you know, that's the thing. You can never say someone's going to tell me something. If a spouse is cheating on a spouse, they might do that for years, and they could carry that secret to their deathbed. There's no guarantee they're going to disclose that. But a spouse could hire a private detective and find out and disclose it to themselves. So we can't depend upon government to disclose this stuff to us. We have to create our own disclosure. He goes on and says that Congress is proceeding... Secrecy still stifles science. Well, we know this. Science has become a tool of the government. Time to re reduce international tensions. Well, every time you guys bring up Russia and China, it just turns the heat up a little bit. Uh, no imminent threat. It seems unlikely that revealing the truth would change the pattern of UAP behavior we have been observing for many decades. Further activities around the planet and in our oceans are likely to continue. In the unlikely event there is a threat, our chances of survival are obviously far greater if we acknowledge the possibility and work with other nations to develop an effective deterrent. Although we are not experiencing acts of aggression, there is a pattern of persistent surveillance around DOD test ranges and facilities, especially our nuclear weapons capabilities. Hopefully any interest in our military capabilities is purely offensive. Or maybe they're worried about us blowing each other up. You know, any, maybe there's something on this planet that they need, whether it's a material thing or some sort of, you know, some sort of energy beyond uh, my, my comprehension. But there's something about this planet, the space that they have to have. And maybe there's, they're just worried about us humans, about the sociopaths that run our countries, destroying it. And then it goes on and talks about sparking collaboration, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, the article kind of finishes up there. Basically, Mellon's setting himself up as, as you know, the key member of the uh, UFO mafia here to help us. And they've got these government agencies going and they just need a little more push and blah, blah, blah. But look what was going on two years ago with Mr. Mellon. This is from the DailyMail.com. Intelligence Chief Chris Mellon reveals he, capital H-E, provided New York Times with these, with three infamous UFO videos it published in 2017 after being handed clips in a Pentagon parking lot by a Defense Department official. A lot of people say, and I think even Mellon insinuated that, that was Louis Elizondo. So if that's the case, you got Louis and Chris in a Pentagon parking lot. Louis passes 
Chris the uh, paper bag with the, with the pictures in it. And then Louis runs over to the New York Times, and they release it. And then somehow Tom DeLong ends up with it, and it's all over YouTube, you know, with his watermark all over it. A very a very sketchy situation, if that's exactly how it happened. Really. It says, Chris Mellon made the bombshell admission in a recently released UFO documentary, The Phenomena, 2020, of course, which is directed by James Fox. The 63-year-old said he met with an unnamed individual in the parking lot of the Pentagon months earlier and was handed a package containing three videos. The footage contains images of three unexplained aerial phenomena captured by U.S. Pilot, US Navy pilots between 2004 and 2015. Yeah, aren't they saying those were all fake now, right? They're saying, that, oh, they were just artifacts of the camera, paper, whatever. The first was captured by an F-18 pilot off the coast of San Diego on November 14, 2004. It would later become known as a Tic Tac incident. The two other videos recorded on January 21, 2015 were also released. The first video showed another anomalous aerial vehicle rotating while flight. The second featured object quickly flying over the water below with a, with a Navy pilot heard remarking, what the F is that thing? The footage was included in the Times 2007 report that also unveiled the existence of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And that's where, apparently, Louis claims to have made his bones. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, Chris Mellon, has revealed that he was the source who provided the New York Times with three UFO videos it famously published in 2017. Mellon, who served in the senior intelligence role under Bill Clinton and George W. Bush administrations, say it doesn't matter, Republican Democrats, same people, made the bombshell admission in a recently released documentary phenomena, which is directed by James Fox. The 63-year-old told Fox that he met with an unnamed individual in the parking lot at the Pentagon months earlier, and was handed a package containing three videos of unexplained aerial phenomena captured by Navy pilots between 2004 and 2015. I received the videos, the now famous videos in the Pentagon parking lot, from a Defense Department official. I still have the packaging, Mellon's heard telling the filmmakers. This is a case where somebody bent the rules a little bit, and they did so for the larger good, and were absolutely all better off because of it. Bent the rules? You know, there are people sitting in federal prison right now for bending the rules. I hate to tell you this, but as far as law enforcement is concerned, there's black and white. If it's gray, it ain't white. It's black. So you're going to jail. So that's the attitude that's taken toward the plebes like you and I. You and I bend a federal rule. We lie to an FBI agent. See in five years, maybe. That's if you live through the experience. So this, this, this crap about bending the rules a little bit I find that offensive, quite frankly. He says, The three videos went on to form what would become the basis of one of the most significant and revealing articles about UFOs in recent years. One of the journalists who worked on the story, Leslie Keene, and we've seen a lot of her, also appears in the documentary. Keene said she knew this was breaking news for the front page of the New York Times as soon as Mellon informed her about the clip's existence. You know, the New York Times has lots and lots of ties to the deep state. I'll just leave it there, I guess. In a bombshell December 2017 article, the Times unveiled a classified Pentagon UFO program called Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, overseen by the likes of former Senate, former Senate Majority Harry Reid. Yeah, we've gone all through this. It says... Though at the time of the well, though at the time the government said the program secretly commissioned in 2007 was shuttered due to a lack of funding in 2012, 
The Times later confirmed it continued its existence under a new name, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force with the official with the Office of Naval Intelligence. You can finish reading the article. We've been through this material a few times. But there's an argument, and a lot of debunkers make this, that this is simply politicians uh, using players in the deep state to fund these programs, line their friends' pockets. You know, Bob Bigelow was a big beneficiary out of one of these when they went out to the Skinwalker Ranch, uh, passing around millions of dollars to each other and in the name of uh, trying to study UFOs as a threat to American air security. Meanwhile, they fly over our nuclear power plants and people are told to, to do nothing and say nothing. Here's the point. There is a UFO mafia. I don't even know how anybody can deny that at this point. A mafia in the terms of you have a handful, a select group of these players in the intelligence agencies for big papers like New York Times and the politicians. And now we have a few celebrity fighter pilots coming forward. I think those guys are just there to put a face on it. How much actual disclosure we'll get out of this? I don't know. Probably not. Does it get people talking? Sure. Is that a good thing? Sure. But if you want real disclosure, it has to come from the grounds up. It has to be a grassroots thing, crowdsourced. Cannot get disclosure from these guys on top, neither from the uh, deep state employees or from the UFO mafia. That's all I can tell you. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.